I uh, <clears throat> didn't talk about what I wanted to talk about at all, which was suicide as a way of saving yourself. Um, which I do want to talk about. I mean, I'll just start it. Look. Okay, so suicide is a way of saving yourself. I've spent most of my life suicidal. I could say that. I mean, is it mathematically correct? Probably. But, I mean, if you take yourself as a, you know, from puberty onward, which is sort of what I consider as my whole life. I mean, I know it's not, but pre, like, 13, I don't know. I guess that's a different question. I'm doing it again. Just going off on a tangent. Is this important to my thought? Let's start over. I've been suicidal basically my whole life, ever since puberty. I've dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression. It was actually earlier than that. I started experiencing it, but around 13 or so, things just got dark and went downhill on me. Um, and they stay that way for a long time. They're still not great a lot of days, but I've put a lot of conscious effort into fixing the things that were wrong with me, that were driving me to be depressed and driving me to be anxious and driving me to be suicidal. And I just want to emphasize, because a lot of people are automatically going to say, yeah, well, that's not how depression works, and that's not how anxiety works. And trust me, I get it, all right? I've lived it, and I've seen it from all sorts of angles. And I'm not, I'm not an expert, okay? But I've been anxious a long time. I've been depressed a long time. And everybody I know and love has gone through it or gone through parts of it. And some people that I love very dearly have gone through it and are going through it in ways that I couldn't even begin to explain here. Um, so I'm not being ignorant when I say that I've gone... I'm sorry, Lucius is jumping over around on my desk, and it's adorable. He's having fun. Um, I'm not being ignorant when I say that I've taken care of a lot of the things that cause the anxiety and depression, and that doesn't mean it was a, some sort of fake anxiety and depression. A lot of people who are having anxiety and depression regularly feel like it is inescapable because they've never escaped it and that is how I felt too I was like okay I'm just gonna have to live with this or I'm gonna have to be medicated and um, I didn't want to be medicated not that I have anything wrong with medication I just didn't want to be medicated because I felt um, what if there is something I can do about this and I've been making an excuse I've been making excuses like there wasn't so I'm not anti-medicine, but let me see what I can do on my own. Let me see if there's something I can change about me that makes me feel better to be alive. And 
I've done that to a large degree. I mean, I, like I said, I'm still, I'm, I'm an anxious mess all the time. Okay, anxiety medication would do me wonders. My anxiety is significantly worse than my depression. Now, my depression used to be the worst of it. My depression was so strong, I didn't even notice the anxiety for a solid decade. Um, you know, like from, I was probably, I mean, longer than that, I mean, I didn't notice my anxiety until the last couple of years, whereas my depression has been, you know, pretty much at the forefront of my mind for, you know, a decade before that, 12 years, 13 years before that. It's, uh, you know, so that's a change for me is I've managed, what it is, is I've managed my depression. Uh, I didn't get rid of it. I haven't removed it from my life. It still affects me. And it still affects me really heavily sometimes. And I still deal with suicidal thoughts a lot, but a lot less than before. And um, what I did, and this is the crux of it, is you know, suicide is a way of saving yourself. I, I tried very specifically to kill the parts of myself that were holding me back. And that's what I mean by suicide in this case. Killing yourself selectively. And I don't mean it to sound hyperbolic or clickbaity to say suicide here because it can really feel that way. I mean... And I mean really, really feel that way. Because you have to kill some some of the parts of me that were holding me back. And some of the parts of me that are holding me back are parts of me that I enjoy. Okay? There are things I have to let go that I don't want to let go of. Because... In the grand scheme of things, they are making things worse for me. They're not making things better. Even though many of these things make me happy, they make me feel good, they make me enjoy my life, the long-term consequences of many of my choices and decisions are ruinous. And there's a part of me that picks up on that, and that part of me hates me. There's a part of me that is watching everything that I do. And it's not a conscious part of me. It's not like there's a even a voice associated with this part of me. There is a feeling. A, the ability to create emotion is the only way that I can interact with this thing. Okay, this part of me. There's a part of me deep down that can sometimes pop a thought up through the unconscious into my consciousness, but a lot of the time it's just interacting with me through feelings. And, you know, there are things that I have enjoyed for a long, long time that when I analyze it, make me feel really lousy. And, you know, some things... I'll give you an example. Here is one of... Uh, I would call it 
avoidance maybe work avoidance specifically avoidance of things that I don't want to do right I've been a pro at this basically my whole life being able to evade responsibility uh, you know getting away with not studying in school you know doing my homework at the last moment not preparing for tests and all that was working out because I was getting good grades and then I got into the workforce and uh, you know there were responsibilities that I had that I wouldn't do and it would be fine because I would excel in one other area that would basically make up for all of my weak points and so I would focus on that one area and then get away with not doing the rest of the things I was supposed to do and then I basically continued that all through the workforce was uh, sort of maintaining the things that are most important specifically to get away with doing less things. It was an avoidance thing and I still have that in me and I still want to do that. But now I'm in a position where I'm really responsible for things and I'm responsible for other people and I'm responsible for, you know, I'm a, I'm a part of a team now where I've never really been a part of a team in any real sense in a, in a work related way and uh, so you know now people really rely on me to come through because I'm required for them to do their part and they really are trying to do their part and so that momentum kind of uh, is pulling me and telling me like hey you know you gotta really get on your shit here you gotta get better at this um, which is great it turns out because one of the emotions that has told me that I'm fucking up is uh, an emotion that comes to me specifically from this avoidance thing where you know I have things I know I should be doing I know I should go mow the grass but it's kind of rainy so I can use that as an excuse you know the grass is kind of wet not a legitimate excuse honestly but a, a, a good enough excuse and then I'll just sit at home and get stoned and uh, play Skyrim you know that sounds awesome but when I analyze it, it turns out it makes me feel guilty as shit to evade my responsibilities to try to have some level of enjoyment. And when I take care of my responsibilities, when I actually put a lot of work into the day, when I do all the things I'm supposed to, or as many of the things that I'm supposed to as I can manage, at the end of the day, I feel really good. And then eventually check this out this part i never thought would happen i get pretty much caught up on shit so that i don't have a whole lot to do and then i can play some skyrim and get stoned and veg out for a bit and feel great about it like actually enjoy relaxing i don't remember how long it's been since i enjoyed relaxing i've always been so high strung and a lot of time it's what it turns out it's been stress from it's been self-induced stress from trying to avoid responsibility. The responsibility doesn't go away, it turns out, because the responsibility doesn't exist in the outside task. The responsibility has been given to me and exists inside of me and follows me around even when I feel like I'm getting away with something. And so I'm not getting away with it, even if I'm functionally getting away with it, even if nobody knows that I'm slacking, even if nobody can tell or nobody important cares, I, I care, and there's a part of me that really cares, and I'm trying to get more in touch with that part of me. And so that's one way that suicide has been a solution. I've, I've learned to 
kill that body. And this is a moment-by-moment task, okay? You have to, con- I have to constantly do battle with these parts of me that want to sit and slack. And, you know, that that's like my particular one that I'm using as an example, but it's definitely not my only weakness, you know? I, I have these demons that really want shit from me. And uh, I have to kill that part of me because those demons are a part of me, right? It's not that those are external demons. It's a part of me just as much as any other part of me is a part of me. And I have to every day try to kill those things and not let them overwhelm me. And that's what I mean by suicide. Every day killing the part of you that is trying to hold you back and doing it not just because, you know, it's hypothetically the right thing to do, but because killing those parts, I don't want to switch back to first person here, killing those parts of me dramatically reduce the parts of me that want to kill the rest of me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The Killing the part of me that wants to get away with doing nothing and... Uh, you know, or, you know, indulge in whatever in instead of doing the things I'm supposed to do. Killing that part of me reduces the anxiety I feel and the depression I feel and therefore reduces the amount of killing myself I want to do in a literal sense. I'm now seeing how complicated this can be because I'm talking about being literally suicidal and figuratively killing yourself all the time so this is probably just stupid but it's really what it feels like to me so i'm just going to follow through because it's too late to fucking pivot now i'm just going to hope you understand that i mean i don't physically take a bullet to your head a gun to your head and shoot yourself don't hang yourself you've got to differentiate the parts of yourself this is what i'm working on right now and uh you know will be until i die i imagine differentiating the parts of myself that exist, differentiating the parts of me that exist within my experience of myself. My, what I call me and I, as I'm walking around the world, is made up of a lot of different motivations and a lot of different feelings, and those things all have their own lives inside of me and can have consequences in the outside world. This is sort of, uh, you know, this is common knowledge to anybody who thinks about Carl Jung seriously, uh, you know, because I'm describing the parts of the conscious and unconscious here, you know, the anima, the animus, your complexes. These are the things I'm talking about that live inside of me. And I'm spending my time trying to differentiate them so that I can see basically who's who, who wants what, what do they need, what is the outcome of them not getting it versus what is the outcome of them getting it, not for themselves, but in the network. So if I give in to the part of me that just wants to get stoned and play Xbox, what does that do to the part of me that wants to get stoned and play Xbox? That part loves it. What does it do to the rest of me? It puts a lot of stress on the rest of me. It, a lot of me wants to do the right thing. A lot of me knows that, you know, if I don't go 
tend to the garden today, I'll have to do it tomorrow. And I've already got things to do tomorrow. And so it's better to do it now so that I don't have to do it tomorrow. And that keeps me from piling up on myself and allows me to actually get caught up and allows me to have responsible free time. But I have to sacrifice the short-term enjoyment. That's what it should be. Sacrifice instead of suicide. But I guess in this case it's suicide as a sacrifice. sacrifice sacrificial suicide of certain parts of you. We'll, we'll work it out. Don't worry. We'll get there. This is just the beginning here. Can you hear the sirens? I don't know how sensitive this thing is. Like I said, this isn't the mic I normally use. I've only fucking done this a few times, and only once recently, and, uh... Yeah, I have no idea what it's gonna sound like. It's alright, though. I actually can't hear myself. I'm just realizing now that, uh... Ideally, I would be able to hear myself talk, but, um, I can't. That's alright, though. It doesn't matter. I really don't care. Um... Don't roll, eh? Uh, anyway, I think that's probably it for now. That's good. That's a good place to leave it.